It's the 120 Podcast, Mikey Fernelli, Benjamin Hootie, coming at you from our specific hometowns. Ben, it's good to hear from you. It's good to see you. We don't see each other as much anymore because we're back home for the summer. But And we didn't record last week. We elected to punt. But we're coming at you. And my vibes might seem a little high because I'm excited to see my friend Ben. But in general, the vibes of the Cubs base have been low. We're coming at you on Sunday night following another loss, this time to the Phillies again. Makes it 2-7 and seven on this trip from Minnesota to Houston to Philly. Uh, a stomach bug rocked the team right in time to play both year, last year's respective league champs. And um, Ben, it just, it just hasn't been a good go recently. It's tough to even like want to talk about this team. I feel like in years past, I've... Uh, selected my rage to twitter and i've kind of been holding it the past now you have a microphone exactly i've been waiting to hop (laughs) on the microphone and i think there's a there's a couple topics we could talk about where i'll really start to uh get angry but uh i'm gonna i'm gonna save it till later and uh we could kind of go over the headlines from the past really two weeks of cubs baseball well, and I would say that the the headlines themselves have really just been this skid. Uh, looking at it from a grand scale over the course of um, two months now, it's been uh, to the point where since the first 25 games, they have significantly lost more games than they've won. Um, it has become the point where in this last road trip, like I said, two and seven, headed back home this week against the Mets and the Reds and, the, and then the Rays. So um, it's not going to get much easier, but sure. You can take losses to, like I said, last year's league champs with a grain of salt. I mean, the Astros and the Phillies. But keep in mind, the Phillies are under 500, too. The Phillies are, the Phillies just got swept before they faced the Cubs. So both teams were coming in with the same attitude, a team that's better than their record shows. They need to win some games. And ultimately, Philly took off. I mean, we, we won the one game on Friday. I was at the Sox game, uh, and I, I felt like Billy Bean in Moneyball. Like, I feel like the only way the Cubs will keep winning is if I just start to, distracting myself with other baseball so for the sake of the team i might just quit the pod and just stop watching the cubs and go watch random other teams i don't even think it's you you, (laughs) i mean why not but um yeah (laughs) i don't even think it's the way that they've been like how do i say this it's not even the fact that they've been losing to these good teams it's the way that they're losing right we we expected to go into this year competitive as hell. And we saw a lot of fight in this team early in the season. Now, granted, injuries have come and go across the last couple of weeks, but it's still at its foundation, this pretty much the same team that we we ran out there with uh, game one. It, it's just they don't there's no fight anymore. It doesn't feel no. like there's any fight. And we t- we talked about it in the early days of the season, how it was so refreshing to not have a team that relied so heavily on the big hit to get themselves back into these moments. And what do you know? We, Here we are. We jinxed ourselves because that's all it is these days. There's runners on second and third constantly that just don't come around. There's you're always relying on the home run ball. You're and in the, in the thing about this stretch is the pitching has been pretty solid for the most part i mean the cubs are literally legitimately putting out one of the best one two threes in major league baseball this season with stroman Steele, and smiley yeses and they just they they can't win these games i feel so bad for those three guys because they are pitching their asses off and they have 
they're they're not getting any credit for it because their offense refuses to put up runs. Well, and then even when they have some, like think of today, like steel steel rolls for a couple innings there, and then you know you you leave you get into a situation not just even today and just in general over the road trip where even after a good start. Yes, the hitting is not backing them up. It's a situation we've seen for years with the Cubs. And then, even when the hitting is backing them up, oh, guess what? All three of those guys aren't going to go nine for you if you want them to stay healthy. You have to somehow rely on some of these guys in the bullpen who have been abysmal. And I am sorry, but this is my moment to talk about it because I tweeted this the other day. For those of you who follow me on my individual Twitter, you might have seen this. I am, like, he's not a flawless person. Don't get me wrong. But I am done with David Ross being... The person has to take the bullet for all this. It's not his fault that this bullpen is so bad. They did nothing to fix the bullpen. Is he making weird decisions sometimes? Yes, but Joe Madden did it too. There is nothing wrong in with how he is using this crap bullpen. It, he has nothing to use, and he and people are at and then people are mad that he's not showing any emotion in a press conference after they blow it to the Astros. Get, welcome to sports media. You know, you know how you know how often I'm going to have Dan Muller catch some strays here. Dan Muller, uh, formerly the ISU men's basketball team, he uh, he would get into games they would lose by like 20, and somebody would say, "Dan, you know, you you blew a 20 point lead. How did that? You know, how's that happen? Oh, you know, we got to work on passing this week in practice. It, it's just coach talk. That's how it is. So when people are so pissed when we blew the lead to the Astros six nothing the other night that Ross is not showing his frustration." in the press conference and, you know, calling for his head because he misused the bullpen. How can you misuse a bunch of pawns? I, I, that's my whole thoughts. No, I, I do. I do slightly agree with you that there has, there's not a guy that's clear and obvious in that bullpen that you can trust right now. No, that, that is, that is very, that is very true. But. Rossi is. The bullpen is one thing, but some of his the, the way that he constructs lineups sometimes is another. There have been some confusing lineups recently, especially the, against Minnesota. The fact that he went that he rode with Eric Cosmer all the way to his deathbed is just insane. I'm sorry, but if a guy oh, is, is not hitting, you can't keep putting him in the lineup. And they still, even when he got benched by Matt Mervis, he was still getting in the lineup every one to two days because he was a DH option or whatever it might be. And that's, I mean, there's been so much that's happened in this past two weeks, which uh, we could do one thing and uh, finally be so happy that Eric Hosmer's on this yeah. anymore. Well, but like that, you keep going that I have a question for you, but like today in a must win game, like probably the most, the, the, you, they need to win this game today. The plain yes. and simple, they needed to win this game today. The lineup was just, what are we doing? Like it, I, I was why I, I saw the Sox and the Sox ended up winning today. But like I see Sox fans frustrations when the Sox need they needed a sweep so badly and they bench two of their best players, Tim Anderson and Andrew Vaughn, give them the day off. Like it's the same thing with the Cubs. They needed you have to put the best nine out there and you're putting Mike Talkman, Master Boney, and um. Tucker Barnhart, like I know one of those, I know there's injuries right now. So one of those guys have to be in there, which is fine. But like, why isn't wisdom in there? Why isn't Mancini in there? And even if they've been struggling, it doesn't matter. You have to win this ball game today. And you put out a lineup where Mike Talkman's batting fifth and 
Mastroboni and Tucker Barnhart are automatic outs at the bottom of the lineup. It's just it it it's absurd to me. I'm so done with Mastroboni. He's playing third too. Like 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 what? Why do you need him there? Like I get Cody's out, but like why is he even there? Like I, Wisdom came in for to pinch hit today. You tell me he couldn't have had two extra at bats and played the whole game. That is that is ridiculous. You're right. You need to have a better lineup. I'm so done with Miles Masterboni. If if Hosmer's off the table, you need to get rid of uh, Masterboni too. And does that and that brings in my question about uh, what I was gonna say when you brought up Hosmer, and we're just angry this episode if you can't tell. But that brings in my question. One one thing we talked about I think two weeks ago when we had our like big like what will this lineup look like in a couple a uh, couple weeks show or a couple months we discussed if it would be against the Cubs like values to DFA a veteran like Hosmer or Mancini or like if there's an in-between like Hosmer you could DFA but Mancini you kind of have to like let him ride it out like a Hayward at the end of last year but where where does this leave the Cubs with that input like with Trey Mancini or any other veteran that comes in and you know does that does I guess what I'm trying to say is, does that leave a bad taste in the mouth of veteran free agents that they saw what happened with Hosmer a month in that and the Cubs aren't good? Or is, do you think it's like business? It's just how it works. I, I think people understand it's business. I think it'd be, if it was like, I think if it was Mancini, then that's a, a real discussion because Mancini right. got a, a true contract with the Cubs. Right. But Hosmer was literally playing for a bag of baseballs here. Like, yeah. And if the and if the rest of the league doesn't realize that and see that he was playing for the Cubs for seventy thousand dollars this year, like, they 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 have to like look in the mirror because even if the, Eric Hosmer's gone, there's so many guys that are with the team at this moment, like Stroman and Swanson, that have spoken so highly about what the team is and. The, the foundation that they're building here. But Megan Montemurro said that it was because, and she went to my same high school, actually uh, shout out Megan. But she said that the reason that the Cubs gave for DFAing uh, Hosmer was literally just because they wanted a true center fielder with Bellinger out. So they needed roster space for Mike Talkman. That it just feels weird to say it like that. Like that's weird. Like that, just be, just tell us the truth, please. Yes. That pissed me off too, because it's, it's not, it's Rossi again. It's Rossi dying on this Eric Hosmer Hill. Like, I'm sorry. You don't have to stick up for this guy. He was a rally killer. He, I mean, just, he yeah. wasn't a good baseball player for the Chicago Cubs and the Eric Hosmer era will live in infamy, even though we were like 500 and majority of the games he played. I just like, you're right. Like, I mean, even Jordan Bastion here on Twitter is talking about how like Rossi and Horner were both discussing his impact behind the scenes, you know, his big, I wish there was a saber metric for how often people could say a player has like good clubhouse energy, but like his, like, you know, his leadership and his clubhouse energy and the top replies like, great. Sounds like an awesome quality for a freaking bench coach. Like exactly. Like if you are, if you are hitting that abysmally, even in your one or two days a week, when the Cubs are trying to get Mervis to, wake up a little bit more. I mean, not that Merv isn't done terrible, but he's what, four or five RBIs, one dinger since being called up. He does have to wake up a little bit and you want Mervis to play every day. So you're going to DFA Hosmer and tell us it's because you really, 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 you know, we've lost two of the last, or we've won two of the last seven. Here's Mike Talkman to save the day. I've I really know. nothing against Mike Talkman, but like that is, that was my biggest issue with it. I was like, 
if you're going to DFA Eric Hosmer, please tell us the truth. No, right. There needs to be accountability. And I think this is a perfect segue into, I think we could, we're just hitting all the, all the the notes here with accountability and you, you serious Jed Hoyer seriously needs to look in the mirror and you, you know, we, we talked about it early in the episode of one of the only positives that's come out of this road trip was Christopher Morrell and what do you do? Eight home runs in 11 games. Yep. I got it right here. Eight in 11 games. And it was actually just a week, just two weeks ago when um, Cubs management and Rossi, alluded to the fact that they didn't think Morrell had a spot on this starting roster, but here we are 11 um, home runs or sorry, eight home runs in 11 games. And again, I really don't think all the woes of this team need to be blamed to David Ross, but I also don't think he's perfect. Um, and this is just, I mean, I'm just scrolling through Twitter right now. Dom is pissed. The director of morale, you know, when he's pissed that it's actually bad, like he usually will find a way to like make it somewhat interesting. No, he's pissed. Um, this is this is not good, Ben. I mean, yeah, Morel is the only bright spot right now. And even then, it's like that it doesn't even make me feel good because it feels like like you said, we're waiting for the for the bit for the quote big hit. Um and after Morel got his one big hit today to make it two one in the ninth against Craig Kimbrell, um, from there, Mancini walked and Wisdom popped out to foul territory with the catcher. So Wisdom came in to pinch hit. Could have had two more at-bats that game, but we decided Miles Mastroboni was better in the hot corner. And a must-win. Yeah, I mean... Ridiculous. It, it's it's just been... Uh, it's been an abysmal two weeks of Cubs baseball. And, I mean, I think we're just only preaching more of what you see throughout the day on your social medias and whatnot. And it, it's kind of, it's hard because it, this was so much fun to talk about and, and, uh, like enjoy. And I still think better days could be ahead. Oh yeah. I mean, this is a rough, this is a rough, rough, rough stretch of not only bad baseball, but you're playing really good teams. The, the lighter teams are coming and, Belly's still on the eye. I'll, I'll try and be positive right now. Belly's coming back at some point, and Hendricks is really, really needed in this rotation right now. Considering Jameson Tyone, which is something we haven't even talked about, is something. Um, better days are ahead, and I, they just they have to play competitive. I'm gonna be there on Thursday. I'm gonna rally these boys up because I I can't I can't I can't take it anymore. I I will be my ass will be lifted from my seat for majority of the of that game trying Screaming. to cheer these boys on. I'll be right Screaming. I'll be right by the dugout. I'll be right there. Best seats I've probably ever had in my life at a That's Cubs actually game. sick. Right near the dugout. Right near the Cubs dugout. I'm ready to get these guys going because it, how'd you it, how'd you stumble upon those? Uh, you know, a little gift from the girlfriend. Nice. Yeah. Let's do it. Nice. Love to hear that. James so, Tyone. Yeah. You want to talk about that guy? Yeah. Do you want to mention that guy? I love the. I saw a meme that was on Cubs memes yesterday because on Instagram, who is one of the funniest follows in in uh in the world, and he, <laughs> it was like a collage, like it was that meme format of like the um montage, I should say, of like Kobe and Shaq like playing so well together. <laughs> and it said Jameson Tyone and uh, Trevor Bauer in Japanese triple A ball. 
<laughs> because if you have you haven't kept up with the news and happenings of um a former Cy Young winner and uh I would say infamous baseball mind Trevor Bauer is the nicest way to put it. He has struggled so poorly in his Japan career so far that he is now in their equivalent of triple A. And so it could be worse for the Cubs. It's funny because Trevor, what what the Japan media is saying is he's going down to AAA to get himself right, apparently. Which is exactly what the Chicago Cubs need to do with Jameson Tyone as we speak. They need to send him on a 15-day IL uh, trip because mm-hmm. I I appreciate him. For because I he was supposed to be out a little longer than we expected when he had the whole whatever 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 injury he had he was supposed to be out a little longer than we had expected and I mean he, he seems like he wants to be out there winning baseball games for this team like as soon as he went down he tweeted out bump in the road I want to be out there with the guys can't wait for the summer to oh yeah no he's a he's a cool guy and, yeah. and I love how usually the day after all of his starts when he's really not doing anything in the dugout they usually give him a headset um and he, he's a good interview he seems like a good guy a good morale guy uh goes back to my stat about uh sabermetric of a player's value to the team's morale but it's also like at what point is that valuable to a team that's six games under now like you're you're getting paid seventy million dollars to to have an eight point ten ERA. I, that's not okay to zero for three in the season. That's just it's just not what we expected from him. No, I know, but I think I think he rushed himself back. I think he needs and I think he needs a IL stint with the rehab assignment, which is essentially because you you can't demote a guy that's making seventy million dollars to the minor no. leagues. No, so that's essentially won't. that's essentially your version of getting demoted to the trip to the minor leagues is give yourself 10, 15 days, get a rehab start, maybe two and come back and come back later this summer and figure shit out because we, there's really, you can't, you can't keep having this guy go out there. If you're six games under 500 and the expectation is to win, as we were told all off season, all uh, spring training before this season and even in this season. So you can't, you really can't keep giving him starts. I'd rather have Hayden Wisniewski who can't figure out his fastball come up and make starts over Jameson Tyone because he's clearly been the, the better pitcher this year. So that actually frees up a spot too, because Hendricks has made his fifth rehab start um, this week with six innings, one run game. Um, five hits, no walks, six Ks. And Rossi has said the return for Hendricks is imminent, could come against the Reds next weekend after this Mets series. So I would hope that if Tyone gets on a, a you know, a, a IL thing, maybe that means Hendricks gets slid right in and we see him start next weekend and uh, hope he brings something to save the team with. Yeah, I think that'll be the case. The Cubs have been rolling with a four-man rotation for it really since Tyone went on the I.L. Yeah. So they know how to do it. If they need a spot start, Wesneski's down in AAA now. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think Hendricks is back soon. I I did see the projected starters for um, the Mets series, and Tyone is currently 
projected for Thursday. Um, so maybe I can be there for uh Jameson Tyone legacy game. Uh, legacy game. Or maybe they send him to the IL. Who knows? But yeah, there's yeah. there's a lot there's a lot of negatives right now and I think Justin Steele has, has built back into a positive. He had a, he had one poor start against um the Astros a little bit, but he also had that and it gives me a chance to kind of bring it up. He the team kind of had like a they they're calling it a stomach bug and they're leaving it at that. Um two year, two three years ago that would have scared me because that was um amid kind of the the covid baseball time where you know everyone getting sick kind of stopped your season for a week at a time but now they're calling it more of a stomach bug um and steel and his kind of bounce back start today six innings four hits no earned runs so um that's that's a good bounce back for someone who's still top five in pretty much every major pitching category here in the national league yeah and that's i said it earlier in the episode I, i was hoping that we could end up coming this way to talk about it the cubs are legitimately putting out the best one of the best one, two, threes in the national league, starting pitcher wise. Stroman has been, he had a, just like steel. They they've had both of them respectively have had like one. Well, Steele's only had one rough start. Stroman's had about had two, but other than that, they've been nails this year. And yeah. Drew Smiley, Drew Smiley is just been, he's been the most cons- like, cause Steele had one bad start. Stroman's had one bad start. Smiley had one bad start at the beginning of the year. And that's been about it. I mean, yeah, it's 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 actually insane how dominant these three guys have been, and it just goes to show even more the record doesn't really show what this team could be. Like there is a bunch of guys in that clubhouse that that make a winning team. The run differential doesn't make sense. the The stats don't add up. None of it makes sense to why this team is six games under five hundred, and all their losses are just they're they're right there in all of them. But at the same time, it just doesn't feel like they're. It's it's so weird. Baseball ebbs and flows, right? So the, the hitting will come back. I mean, these guys will lock back in together around the same time. We'll get Cody Bellinger back, who was so hot before he got injured, which is why it sucks. Um, we'll get we'll get Cody back. We'll get the crew. We'll get the bats rolling again. But the problem is we were not even winning games that we had leads in, like we saw against Houston in the 6-0 game because um, of this back end of the of the bullpen of the game. So I think that is – I mean, and this is obvious. You don't need to come listen to a podcast to know this, but, like, that is the main thing that will stop the Cubs. If they're going to if they're gonna still – because it's till the end of May. Like, they still have a month or so here to, like, prove, okay, yeah, we're going to stick – we're going to stick around 500 and try and compete. But if they're going to try and compete, that's what could stop them. And that's what will always go down is you sign like seven different new guys to be to fill in your starting nine and you still have a bullpen that rivals the Oakland Hayes. But the, the thing about their bullpen is they do have guys that I like and I think that they're good building. Yeah, I blocks. like them too. Like I, I know you're a huge Keegan Thompson guy. Oh, but he needed that though. He needed yeah, he, that. He blew, he blew, yeah, he blew the save against Houston and then left town. Um, I've Abbott got in today and I think he was, I, he blew the, he blew the game. He blew the home run to stop. But then again, it's one swing. It's Um, pretty, it's pretty clear that right now, the only guy that, uh, Rossi trusts is Abbott Alzali, but still he doesn't trust him enough to put him in the ninth inning. No, I actually liked that. Keegan got in to try and get the save against Houston. I was actually okay with that. I remember I texted you. I was like, 
I wasn't sure if it would be Rucker or what he was going to do, but I was like, I kind of like the Keegan Thompson idea. I was like, yeah, maybe he can get back on the right track here with a save against uh, Houston. Nope. Nope, nope, not by any means. And I hate that stadium so much sometimes because, like, it's a cool stadium, but, like, whenever they hit a home run to left, it just that big wall, and it, like, goes right into the, like, little windows of the fans. And I just – I think of – um. Altuve against the against the oldest Chapman where he's yeah. like tugging his jersey clothes. And that was cool at the time, but like every time they hit it out to left, I can just like I'm like, yep, that's gone. Like he just hits no, that literally. wall. Yeah, it's it just hits that wall. And and so when when they cut to that and Thompson's just watching it go, I'm like Man, well, it just it just pissed me off. One more thing about this bullpen is um really interesting what's going on with Brad Boxberger. Yeah. Apparently People are speculating that he's done for the year. It's it's a weird injury. He he was not right before they put him on the IL. So he might be one of those guys that someone spec I, I was saw, seeing a couple of people speculate on, on Twitter that he might he might be getting that uh that IL stint, aka stick around for the season, you're not coming back to pitch. Nick Birdie did a solid job though in his in the transfer of him and Wesneski and stuff like that. Nick Birdie came back up and yeah. we saw some good stuff from him. A hundred mi- first one hundred mile per hour pitch by a Cubs pitcher since one hundred and one plus since a Roldis Chapman. Ain't that something? <laughs> oh my god, that's pathetic. That but it's but it's funny. Had a cool heard... strut. Had a cool strut though. Hit, hit the top yeah. of his brim and kind of did a little. He's like... got swag. He's got swag to him. Yeah, I saw uh, he's got good swag to him. I saw a lot of people too. I don't I I have remember the name Nick Birdie. I think he was in Pittsburgh for a little bit, yeah. some other places. And no. I saw like MLB was posting uh some Nick Birdie highlights <laughs> and everyone in the comments is like this guy's back in the major leagues. What the Well, what that's the, the thing. Heck? He, I remember, I looked down I saw those same comments and I was uh, I'm no longer a stat muse guy because uh in stat muse executives if you're listening uh stat muse has paywalls now so yeah um, about that. that was a beautiful month where that was stat muse was awesome but I'm back to baseball reference and so I like will just like flip through baseball reference sometimes and I was looking at Nick Birdie the other day and I have it pulled back up again now yeah he just like wasn't in the majors for like two seasons there like he like he played like 18 19 20 with the Pirates and had a combined 16 games, most being 11 in 2019, two and one record. And then there's a big gray line for two years. And then it's 2023 Cubs, three games. How about that? It's uh, it's uh, I don't know. Nick birdie is the, uh, is the savior, I guess it's how it goes when we like, it's like star Wars when one, when one, you know, when one villain or I shouldn't say villain because they're our team, but when one dies, another, another one appears. So Eric Cosmer, uh, Nick birdie. Yeah. <laughs> We need guys to show up, and you know maybe you maybe you have that in Nick Birdie and Jeremiah Estrada. Maybe maybe you just do. I mean Jeremiah, I, so. I think Jer- Jeremiah Estrada had he got a, in today. Yeah, scoreless scoreless. Yeah, he innings, got in today. So yeah, you got you got out of it. Yeah, yeah. No, it was uh, he came in in relief and he got out of it. So that was that was good to see. Yeah, and it's and you know little wins, right? You 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 do whatever's done with Brad Boxberger. Who knows? Wesneski, what who knows? And then um you call up Estrada and uh Nick Birdie, and so far it's been okay. But we don't think about that because in this situation it's just two and seven. But 
we have learned over time being Cubs fans, Ben, that the thing, even if they're still under 500, the thing that can get people back on the big blue train fast as possible is a couple big wins at home. And that, and here it comes. Yeah, for sure. And they've, they've been way better at home this season. That's for sure. Um, like way better. I don't know if the stat pulled up in front of me, but, um, and they got the Mets this week and then the Reds and yeah, then the best team in baseball. But if, if we can get a handful of wins against the Reds and the, and the Mets, I'm not worried about what happens in that race series. You, you go into a series at home with a Mets team. That's kind of at the same point that you're yeah. at in their season. So you want, you, you want to take a series win. You're not, I, I'm not even expecting a sweep this week. All I'm looking for is the two and threes, two and threes, two and threes, two and threes, two and threes going forward. Sweeps will come. Maybe, maybe a sweep will come depending on how they look against the Mets. Maybe we could start talking sweep of Cincinnati this weekend. The Cubs have not won a series since the beginning of May at home against Miami. Miami. Um, and that was then, the last time we recorded before then was, yeah. And before then was, um, the abysmal road trip of Miami and Washington. So it's just been, I feel like when we record, cause it's supposed to be every week, but we've had some moments here where we record every two weeks. Um, I feel like every time we record, it's either high vibes and it's either, or it's low vibes. And coincidentally, the low vibes are almost always after road trips. And but so the, this is what we're going to say. The crazy thing is though, I feel like this is our first like bashing them episodes yes. because Panic the, button. Because the low vibe, the low vibes we've had at times have been like, uh, you know, talk about the positives. There's this guy. There's this. There's this. They played close in this game. They lost by one run. Whatever it may be. This this episode was just rip on whoever you want because it's yeah. free reign right it's now. It's free reign. It's free reign. Did you see my tweet? I tagged you in about an hour ago. I said, "Can't we just talk about uh the PGA Championship and the Blackhawks draft?" I mean. Why not? Let's do it. Imagine running a Hawks podcast right now if we did, and it would just be us babbling for weeks until the draft about how good Connor Bedard is. Dude, I was looking at his highlights and I saw this crazy. No, he's. <laughs> I can't wait. But we gotta have. We can maybe. You know, I thought about that one time. I said like this is way off topic, but I would love to hear from somebody who listens to our show if we could ever like during the off season if people would want to hear the like. BS we had to say about the Bears. Like it'd be kind of fun to like do like a Bears special here and there. Like you and I are both Bears fans too. Like, like I feel like if we get enough of a following for our Cubs show, like not every week, but like once or twice during the season, if we came in and did like a here's what the Cubs are doing in free agency. Also, the Bears play the Packers this week. Yeah, I mean, think about uh those those lowly months in October. Yeah. Well, hopefully they're in it in October. <laughs> I I doubt it. Yeah. But um those lowly months in October and November. When that's peak bear season and peak bears, dead yep. dead cub season. So, um, I don't know enough about the bulls to like try and run a run a bulls. Oh podcast, no, you you're but, good. They're yeah. No. At least at least the Cubs aren't the Chicago Bulls. That's all I got to say. <laughs> True. That's that's bad over there. Have you been keeping up with uh with any of the playoffs for hockey or basketball? Yeah, they've been awesome. They've been fun. I, I been even. Fun. Even basketball, like once yeah. the Bulls are out, I'm usually out. But like to see LeBron go down three nothing, and my older brother is a huge Heat fan. Shout out Dom, huge Heat fan, has been for like 10, 15 years now, whatever it may be. And I just think it's I, I love Jimmy Butler. So, so he's been a huge Heat fan since the decision. Basically, yes. <laughs> but he stuck around, so you I gotta know, give yeah. him that. You gotta give, I'll him, give that. him that. I'll give him that. Um. But 
yeah, I I mean I love watch I love seeing Jimmy Butler just plays Yeah, me too. Plays butt off and they're up two nothing and hockey's been awesome. Hockey's been I awesome. Freaking I I should have placed a future on Florida to begin the Stanley Cup playoffs because yeah. I was like, it makes too much sense that this team lost in the first round last year after winning all those games and yeah, they're just gonna go through these playoffs. So praying for Nuggets, Heat, Florida, Vegas. That's what I want. And the yes. uh, the championship. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. All those would be fun. Throwing it around the horn because we can't we can't complain about our team too much. We got to talk. We got to touch on what's good in the world and uh, what's good with the Cubs. So we talked about Justin Steele and uh, and Christopher Morrell. And hopefully by the time we record again next week, Ben, we will one have some things to say, and two, I'm I don't want to hint this because I'm not going to do the name drop yet because I'll tell you after we finish scoring. But I'm trying to work on something where we get a third man on the mic for uh, our next episode. How about that? So I think that's going to wrap up this edition of the 120 podcast. Hopefully by the time we talk to you again, the Cubs take a couple games from the Mets and Reds. As always, no matter what, go Cubs. Thank you.